0: How, how do you usually start
1: it? <laughs> After you listen to the show.
0: <laughs> no, I just hope for the best. Has it been a long week? Do you need a break?
1: Are you stressed, stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape.
0: I'm Beth DiVall,
1: and I'm Ezekiel Kajakai, and this
0: is Escape Break,
1: where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward.
0: Trust me, I wish I could.
1: This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to Escape Break. This is Beth. I'm here with Kai. This is my seventh Millington try doing this intro, so I hope it goes well. You guys. Sorry, that was just an aggressive
1: one. (laughs) So aggressive.
0: (laughs) Sorry, that was just me being bitter. Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to Escape Break. This is Beth. I'm here with Kai. We're going to talk about all things escape rooms, talking about some replayable rooms, talking about what we've done recently, which is really exciting. We played a few super fun rooms that I think are really awesome concepts. But before we get into all of that fun stuff that we're going to get into, Kai, how are you?
1: I'm doing good. That was so good, Beth. You just intro the yeah! show. Let's give so her a round of applause. A little role Yay. reversal here on this show. Yay.
0: Can we plug in like a little audience?
1: Oh, you already know it's happening. It's happening.
2: But I'm so excited
1: to be back on the show with you, Beth. This is one of my favorite activities, recording this show. But before mm-hmm. we get started, we have some new things about the show. Some ways that you listeners can interact with us. So. If you're an avid listener to the show, you know, the last segment of the show, Beth and I share stories from our escape room experiences. They're weird, they're wacky, they're sometimes awkward, but we wanted to now open up the show to you guys. So Beth, what can listeners do to potentially be a part of the show?
0: Uh, If you guys have any kind of fun stories, if you are a game master or you've just played a game or anything along those lines and you think that you have something that was entertaining, funny, scary, exciting, any kind of story that you just think would be funny to talk about, definitely let us know what they are because Kai and I only have so many stories. And I would love to hear more about like what the community is doing. So you could always email us, you can message us online and you can send in new little stories and talk about your experiences within the community, because I know for a fact, there's a million crazy little experiences out there (laughs) and I want to hear every single one.
1: Yes. Yes. And we have our first shared experience today towards the end of the show, but you guys can find us on Instagram at the cager express, or you can send us an email at thecajerexpress at gmail.com. And we'd be really excited to hear from you all, share your stories, or you can even ask us questions too. If you have any burning questions about my weird self or Beth's weird self, we're open to answering those on the show. Now, Beth, we've done a lot. As you mentioned in your intro, we played a few rooms together. We're going to highlight the 13th basement at Exit Game OC, and we're going to highlight Battleship, at not another escape room in the middle of this podcast. But before we get there, I did want to talk about rating rooms. Now, we all keep escape rooms on an Excel sheet or our new app, Morty. But Woo! Beth, how do you rate your rooms? Do you have a system or how do you decide whether one was good or one was bad?
0: Oh my God, I feel like I, I don't know. I'm when it comes to rating rooms. I, I choose to avoid doing that kind of stuff as much as I can because <laughs> I am such a well, if you have fun, like it's a good room. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I typically always have a fun time. So I'm like, they're all good. And so I'm always like, if if it's a scale of one to 10, I'm always going to give at least five because I feel like going below five is too mean. Because um, <laughs> I'm like, well, if I didn't have fun, then like, yeah, four. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I don't really rate rooms. Like I used to, I, I I don't know. I always think that every room that I do has like a lot of really good traits to it that make it a good room. And then there are a few things that could use work, but I feel like in every room there's always room for improvement. So I'm always scared of like putting a number on it. <laughs> um, so I just don't. I'm a, I just, I simply go, if I had a good time in the room, I think it's a good room. But then I also will focus on puzzles and decor and storyline and kind of talk about like the experience as a whole so instead of rating with an actual number I usually just talk about the things that I liked and didn't like and then I can usually just be like it was still a good room (laughs) It just like maybe wasn't my taste like I really break it down before I start being like yeah it wasn't good
1: yeah I mean it really is to each their own because there's a lot of different tastes out there and Even on this show, we have our rooms kind of categorized. That's why we don't talk about just rooms in general. We usually have a overarching category. But Mm -hmm. the other thing with rating a room is you have to be careful which ratings you read, because obviously, if you're taking a room rating from an enthusiast, it's much different than taking a room rating from someone who's played maybe five escape rooms and heaven forbid, taking a room rating from an owner because- unfortunately there's people that don't want you know negative or subpar reviews coming their way so of course owners are going to back each other up and say yes Mm -hmm. this room was great this room was great the truth is they play for free so I'd rather get my room ratings from myself honestly or people that I trust like you because I've gotten to play with you Uh, I know kind of your play style I know we have similar tastes so I would just say you know don't believe everything you read out there, but if you have a room rating system, we'd love to hear about it. Personally, I do rate my rooms, of course, in private. It's not something I want to release out to the public, but I have a six-tier letter system. Beth, do you know about this? Have I ever shown you this before? What? (laughs) So basically on my spreadsheet, I rate my rooms based upon two categories. Those categories are good or bad. And then within the categories, there are levels of good and there are levels of bad. For instance, in the good category, the room can either be a B, an A, or an S. An S stands for superior. And these are rooms that I consider worth playing. If I were to pay money, I would recommend anything in the B category and up, saying, hey, if you pay your money to this establishment, you're going to have a good time. This is an awesome room. But like you said, There are certain things that happen in rooms, whether it's a game master, the group you're with that enhance your experience. And those are some of the experiences that I've rated an S or an A, because I just had such a great time that I was like, wow, that was like one of the most fun days of my life. That is a superior experience. Definitely do this room. So there's three levels of good and there's three levels of bad. We're not going to talk about the lower categories, but that's how I rate my rooms.
0: I like that. I, I actually really do like it a lot. I think I I I just don't ever want to give rooms like a bad rating. I yeah. feel like I don't know, this community is already so small. Yes. Like it, it's a it's a large community when you're in it because it, it is a very large community. But like in the grand scheme of things, we are itty bitty. Oh, we are yeah. very, very small. And so I, I feel like it's it would be wrong of me to rate a room as anything lower than good because of the fear of it. Like, like Yelp for a long time was a big thing for escape rooms. Like Yelp was, was helping drive a lot of marketing and like reviews were a big thing because no one knew what escape rooms were. And so if you saw a bad rating on there, then for some reason, automatically people would be like, no, I can't do that business. Cause we have like one bad review <laughs> And I don't want to be that one review, and I and usually, I don't really have a reason to be that review. like every room I've played has always been pretty fun. So if I write a review or if I do rate it, it's usually because like I genuinely thought it was an amazing experience, and yeah. then anything besides that, like usually, I'm just busy, so I just it's won't true rave about it unless I really do want to rave about it.
1: yeah, it's true you you're compelled to kind of leave that. Outstanding review or that post on the boards, or even tell your friends, like, hey, you should do this. I know you don't even like escape rooms, but I just did this crazy experience. You should try it. You're really compelled to do that. I think if there is a middle ground,
0: above and beyond.
1: Yeah. And and most of these owners are very compassionate about escape rooms Mm -hmm. and they put their heart and soul to it. They might not have the technical skills or the theatrical skills yet, but they're developing. So for you to compare, you know, I mean, any room to let's say breaking point, right. A very well renowned room by most, it's just not fair. So you can't say this room's, you know, this much better than the other, but if you had a bad experience or something happened that you didn't like really the best way to say something non-positive to an escape room is a private message to the owner with like constructive criticism, but not, not publicly, unless it's just like egregiously blatant. But then if it is, people know, people already know that's not the place you want to go. And That's how I feel.
0: Yeah. Like a, a very, it, it seems like it would be out of pocket to email a company and be like, hey, I think maybe this was not that great. Like it, it feels like it would be inappropriate, but it really truly is not sometimes. Like if you do mean well and you're just like, hey, like maybe this one thing just needs improvement. Like. Email them, call them, and just yeah. be like, "Hey, I had a less than stellar experience." Um, rather than like posting a review, because like reviews sometimes can have like a really big effect on smaller businesses, such yep. as a lot of escape rooms. So, food for thought: send an email, send an email before posting that Yelp review.
1: Yeah, it's all about how you word it too, and and coming from some time in customer service, there's the saying, "Complaint is a gift." From a business owner because they can then improve off of that complaint. But let's all be human here. Let's all say it the right way. I think really one of the, one of the hardest things to do with an escape room is if you don't have a good experience, you're probably not going to go back and replay that room because for the most part, escape rooms aren't replayable. And that leads us into our topic today, Beth. You brought this topic to the table, replayable rooms. It's not like you can go back and try the restaurant again and maybe you know, try that dish one more time. And and maybe it was better this time. You usually don't play the same room twice. So we brought this up one time, but are there any replayable rooms or what do you want to see to make a room replayable in the industry?
0: I really enjoy what Crossroads did with their hex room and psych ward. I really enjoy psych ward a lot. I feel like it was such a like a non-traditional escape room take that just, I feel like it was just done very, very well, yeah. where you can go and there are certain puzzles that you're able to do at certain times. And depending on how you solve them or something,
2: mm-hmm. different
0: puzzles would be provided to you at different times. Yeah. And the second time you go, you're gonna do other puzzles. And cause there's walls and walls of puzzles and it's amazing. And with Hex Room, it's replayable because you start out in different rooms, you're a specific character, you do those puzzles according to your character. And I really love the way they did that because it's not like you change the experience by like switching up some photos, switching up some props, adding a different actor. It's like, no, you change the experience through all of the puzzles like yeah <laughs> your entire experience is different you're in the same setting you're in the same story but you are solving different things you're working against a different clock with different things happening yeah um and I want to see more of that I want to see more of like a very truthfully replayable game where it's like yeah you're replaying the story but you don't know anything about what you're going to solve I want to see so much more of that
1: yeah I, it's the hardest thing to do in my opinion, is to make a truly replayable room. Crossroads is probably the closest right now. but
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know you play a role like the detective, which for those that don't know crossroads, you you are one of six characters in a horror movie. And if you're anyone other than the detective, you start in an isolated room, but the detective's kind of in this middle connecting room. So if you are the detective or if you have friends that talk about everything they did after the escape room, which most people like to converse, you kind of know what's going to happen. So it it almost ruins the replayability on accident. So it's it's really the hardest thing to do to create that replayable room. Uh, A lot of people try. They try to create some sort of game element. Uh, Some people try to put in different themes like, you know, this is the Halloween edition of this room or the christmas edition of this room and it's really really difficult but one thing is deceptive games and you and i actually played this together mm-hmm. deceptive games had a room called return to, actually it's called Chloro. i can't even say this do you know what, it, do you know know what know. the word is Chlorophobia. i
0: cannot <laughs> pronounce it i just go <laughs>
1: chlorophobia right chlorophobia Sure. Let's <laughs> Anyways, I think it's, I think there's gotta be phobia in it. Cause that means fear, but let's say it on three. Ready? Know. One, two, three. Chlorophobia.
0: chlorophobia. Okay.
1: So they had a version one, which <laughs> was it's, it's a game where you're trying to rescue your pets from some clowns. And now they brought back, they like redid the room and it's called return to chlorophobia And you're still trying to rescue pets from clowns, but it's totally different and they rebuilt and it's still the same kind of theme, but it's a totally different game. hundred percent new puzzles. It was the coolest rebuild of a game that I had already played so much that it's a different game. Right.
0: It really was like a different game. Like I'm, I'm picturing the two kind of like next to each other. Yeah. And very much it was like a completely different game like they re- they like remapped it out they did so they like redid walls they they built new stuff, and it's like that's a very truthfully new game like that would that has a hundred percent replayability factor if you played the old game versus the new game, and then some like in it's even newer like it's it's not like an overlay or anything like that
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely they so did a great job did a great job, somewhat scary. I may have jumped but I don't
0: know about somewhat it was kind of it was scary. <laughs>
1: we may have jumped and cowered together.
0: We did. <laughs>
1: cowering brings us together, Beth. But,
0: <laughs> but it yes. Was, it, was, it it is spooky. It's not super scary. Yeah. Um, I I am a huge Brady cat. I was able to get through a lot of the room uh, with my sanity. Um yeah. And <laughs> that's you did that's well. I did, yeah, I did pretty well, and then there's just like a couple little scary parts that really got to me, but it's not it's nothing impossible. So don't if you're interested in playing this game, don't let the idea of it being a little bit spooky scare you because I was able to get through it, so that means you guys can too it's It's a really great game with fun little spooky scares. I'm just a huge baby.
1: <laughs> Everybody loves the Beth barometer of scare scare level in their rooms. <laughs>
2: So yeah, I'm
0: like let me just make sure that everyone's aware it's not terrifying it's not like going to kill you I'm just terrified of like anything that moves in my direction
1: <laughs> So coming coming on to the show in future episodes the draft room is over so we drafted our rooms we have our wrestling room we have our clue mystery room but coming in future episodes we'll be kind of doing a head to head draft of room types as if there were number one picks in the draft for categories. That's coming in future episodes. But this episode, we're going to talk a little more detailed about some rooms that we got to experience thanks to some of our friends in the escape room community, specifically Jeremiah and Christine over at the Exit Game OC, first and foremost. They invited us out to play the 13th basement. And before we start... Beth, we're going to read this story to the 13th basement. <laughs> but have you noticed that a lot of escape rooms use 13?
0: Yeah, a lot of time.
1: Is there something I'm missing? Like, isn't 13 bad luck?
0: Yeah, no, totally. It's, it's like a, it's a huge bad luck omen. And everyone's always like 13th gate, 13th door, 13th. 13, like it's very yeah. much like an unlucky number that's meant to you know scare you.
1: I even think there's like a 13th hour, 13th room. Anyways, anyways.
0: Yeah. Whole bunch of stuff. Many, many a 13.
1: All right, Beth. How's your uh serial killer voice?
0: I can try my best.
1: <laughs> All right. Do you want to read the story?
0: Yeah, okay, sure. All
1: right. But you have to do it in a serial killer voice.
0: Okay. I feel like it's going to come off as more of like
1: <laughs> It's okay. You lucked out <laughs> because if you didn't say yes to this, you would have had to read the Battleship story in a pirate voice
0: <laughs> in a couple
1: minutes. But I guess that's for me.
0: Ha. <laughs> do serial killers have hobbies? Of course they do. This one's obsessed with escape rooms. So he built his own. You only have 60 minutes to get out if you want to survive.
2: Can
0: you solve the puzzles
2: created by the psychotic escape room enthusiast? Anyways. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Excellent. Excellent.
0: That worked out better than I expected.
1: And action the 13th basement. Now, despite that terrifying story, this room is not that scary. In fact, you might have thought that sounds a little familiar to the Saw movie. Well, there's a reason. This is self-pronounced a parody room. And so there's a lot of comedic moments in this game. There are a lot of homages to original escape rooms. And in original escape rooms, you're going to see things like blacklight, directional yeah. locks.
0: It was really funny. <laughs>
1: like like moments where you like know you might get scared, but then something else happens. It's like, I don't want to do that. And one of the coolest things about this room is they've kind of broken that third wall where you can take your phone in. Yeah.
2: And
0: it's so interactive. Yeah. And it, I love the ending. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but I did really love the ending.
1: Yeah. There's selfie spots galore. The game keeps going and going. And if any of those things that I mentioned make you kind of cringe, like, oh my gosh, another directional lock. It's not like that. It's actually brought back in such a lovable way that I had a great time with Beth. Mm-hmm. It was just just her and I and got the cutest, most terrified picture of you, which you can check out <laughs> our, on our Instagram. I've never seen you look so scared and so cute at the I same time. It was like so good. And it was great like I, I, I didn't know what to expect because I, I know Christine a little bit have gotten to actually talk to her over the last year or so, and just meeting Jeremiah over the last year or so, and I know they have a history in production value and entertainment, and it really just came to life in this room that they immediately jumped to the top, I will blatantly say that they are an S in my tier of games, and you got to go play. It's just so fun. You you can't go wrong. You're not going to get scared. You're going to have a great time. And there's moments where like your heart races, but it comes back down almost immediately. And like, you kind of giggle about it. And that's, that's what you and I did. It was great times.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely was great. It was, it had such a good balance between scary and fun. because I feel like, I feel like there's so many escape rooms out there that are scary for the sake of being scary now. Yeah. And I I feel like sometimes it just gets to a point where for people like me who are just scared but want to do the escape room portion of it, it just kind of feels like there's not really that balance there. So I don't really enjoy myself, but I was able to play and really thoroughly enjoy a game that was like kind of scary, meant to be scary, like inspired. Um, Mm -hmm. But also very funny, like had lots of really good timed, uh, like little jokes and little things over the audios and like little effects like that, where it just was perfectly timed. And it was just very enjoyable.
1: There's so many jokes and like Easter eggs and celebrities, even escape room celebrities and actual celebrities like sprinkled throughout the room that you'll see and cool art. In fact, this has nothing to do with the room, but they had some people come in and Tag the inner walls so there's really awesome graffiti within the establishment and it runs through oh, the whole yeah. hallway all the way back to the bathroom. Uh, some original art from Christine as well. And I love the cat, yes, there's a cat down the wall that I believe was once a tombstone, but not, it not so it's like tomb cat. So
0: it's my favorite,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so shout out, I, I like the lobby a lot, yeah. It was great, shout out to them. And actually, got to run into a fellow enthusiast after we left. Sean from the SoCal ERA group stopped by and he actually played the room by himself, which was crazy to think about. I don't know how he did it, but he played the room by himself. So it was cool to see people in the community and just watch everybody grow. Shout out to them. Go play. You can check them out at the Exit Game OC. And they have another room coming. It's in development, no deadline or anything like that, but they're back at it and we'll be back to play. And have a good time
0: before we move on actually can i yeah. also add in what's written on the the photo for their poster for that game oh yeah
2: yeah of i course. love it
0: it's my favorite thing in the world it is so funny to me if that didn't sell you guys uh that whole review i have questions why but also <laughs> just this little part alone at the bottom of the poster for 13th basement if you didn't know it was a parody it this. This will definitely show you it's a parody. But it just says, want to play an escape game? Starring directional locks with way too many directions. Co-starring crawling for the sake of crawling. Let's not forget an obnoxious amount of black lights. And of course, keys for days. You better know how to use a locker lock because we aren't going to teach you how to use one. (laughs) I think that's so funny.
1: It is. It is. And, And even more funny and ironic because somehow if a room had this stuff, and they didn't tell you ahead of time that it was a parody and it wasn't well done from entertainment value. It would be a, a less than appreciated room, but they tell you this is going to happen. They entertain the heck out of you. And this is one of the like coolest rooms I played in a long time. So it's really masterfully done, whether it's reverse psychology or not. I was amazed.
0: Yeah. Like it really cut back on all the tech, but still had tech and still had a lot of classic things. And it yeah. Was just- it was so well done. I loved it. Yeah. It was such a great time.
1: And, and, and one last thing. The f- first thing Beth and I said is, hey, I have a toilet. And Beth said, I have a tiny toilet. And so it's your job to play this room and decide whether Beth had a tiny toilet or not. Because I don't I, think. She-
0: <laughs> I realized after the fact what was going on. I, <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> I was scared to pick it up.
1: Beware the tiny toilet.
0: Anyways, if you got the tiny toilet room, let me know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. On to our next room we did recently. Thanks to Davy and Bora of Not Another Escape Room. Beth, what did we go play?
0: We played Battleship, but like on a bigger scale and amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And we played with some escape room family members shad and dylan met up with us and we got to battle in a two-on-two escape room game hybrid but first or as as deemed a pirate voice to read the story now there's a reason why i'm doing the story thing i feel if there is a weakness in escape rooms it's stories i feel like so many
2: yeah.
1: website stories are hard to bring to life so you just got to go play Uh, Not specifically these two rooms we're talking about now, but just in general, if you read something online, it's very hard to get that to transfer across the computer screen or phone uh, to the experience itself. So here's, do you have a pirate voice going on?
0: Do do I have one?
1: Yeah, you seem to want to do that.
0: I don't, I can try, but I don't have a good one.
1: (laughs) That's okay. Because after your crew of pirates locate a fleet of ships off the coast of Tortuga. A mutiny breaks out in two teams' form, one team of Beth and Kai, Captain Beth, I should say, and the other team of Captain Shad and first mate Dylan, face off against one another, solving puzzles to earn cannonballs that they can shoot at their enemy ships, destroy the other team's ships in the puzzle-centric game of wit and strategy and luck, and your team will be declared the winners. Yeah, my, my Costa Rican side, I guess, came out. But my, oh, I guess pirates, they're Hispanic pirates. I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean and I'm now yeah. basing history off of movies, but that's okay.
0: Yeah. What's this podcast
1: about again? <laughs> this, this podcast, is about
0: <laughs> escape
1: rooms. So on the topic of battleships. So it's a it's about the game Battleship, really, you know, the old school game. Where you put your ships in, then you're on a grid, and you have to give them the coordinates to see what's going on. However, in order to get your cannonballs, you have to solve puzzles, and boy, there are a lot of puzzles in this room.
0: And they're so fun.
1: They're so fun, and they're they're really hard puzzles too. They're
0: so hard.
1: I, I found this one of the more difficult games that I've played in terms of each individual puzzle, very, very few of them. Can you just like view it and just know the answer? There's like, <laughs> you got to use your brain, which is kind of funny yeah. because that's what you should do in every game, but you really have to use your brain. Uh, there's 20 something, maybe 30 puzzles total. And we almost got all of them. We almost yeah. did. Um, but they, it's great. They, they split it into this interesting and creative like, trade-off between, like, gaming phase, like, puzzle-solving phase and shooting phase. There's even a phase where you're teamed up together and working before the mutiny happens.
0: And, yeah. and it was really funny. We, like, split off from our group that we were originally going to play with and yeah. then started playing with the other person. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as like everything got started, we were like, Oh, right. we're
1: enemies." Bye. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to be enemies at the start. I mean, you don't oh, yeah. even have to be enemies during the whole game. You could technically like solve puzzles together and then split the cannonballs. If you're very like, I don't know, like everything's fair and don't want to compete, but for those that like to compete, you can certainly use this as a competition. And if you're good at solving puzzles, you're going to have a great time. Um, uh, I found out that I'm not good at shooting cannonballs.
0: No, yeah. <laughs> not
2: <laughs> um,
0: neither am I. But like, <laughs> like like here's the thing. I thought that I was bad. That's go, go it. On. I thought I was bad. <laughs> go
1: on. Go on.
0: And somehow, somehow there was worse.
1: Yeah. And like,
0: Battleship's hard.
1: Not on my resume is shooting cannonballs unless you're trying to hit water. So what was
0: is okay at Battleship?
1: (laughs) Yeah, not not even we did. What was what was cool about this to me is in a game like this, personally, I worry about getting stomped like one team solves 25 puzzles and the other team solves three and then the other team doesn't have a good time we were pretty even in solving puzzles in the final cannonball count, which was awesome because we got our game's worth. And that's what you're there to do is to solve puzzles. And yeah, I I did have to walk the plank because I, I didn't succeed in <laughs> helping out Captain Beth, but it was fun nonetheless. And, and playing with good people as well, Shad and Dylan, it was, it was a fun time uh, that it was, fun. it was just cool having the community come together that way. So Battleship's another good one. Uh, especially if you're looking for innovative and rooms with a little bit of a wrinkle to them in terms of what you can do and and how you go about it, because it truly is a good balance of escape room and board game come to life.
0: I think you can also add this game under like replayable games, because if you're still new to escape rooms and you're playing with like just a few other people and maybe you go through the puzzles a little bit slower, like Mm -hmm. these puzzles are not, like simple like you there's a chance that you guys might only solve like half of the puzzles because they are really difficult we just had like a few really smart cookies on our team so like we knocked out the room or knocked out the puzzles but I think it's, I could easily say that there's probably like a like you could probably replay this game two or three times depending on like who your group is and like how much you solved last time and how much you remember because then there's like a 20 minute portion where it's like your game yeah oh battleship
1: and this is gonna be the vaguest teaser ever but you should play this game just because of how the game starts that's yeah yeah (laughs) it's so crazy how the game starts it's it was like wow like did that just happen yes it did so they do a great job the the location of not another escape room is literally like in a neighborhood like it's like an extra neighbor, and then it's like, oh, here's an escape room. And they do such a great job of taking you out of that neighborhood onto a ship or in their other game into a time machine. So it's super cool what they do and the illusions they create.
0: I, I loved it. I had such a good time. And we ran into um Nico on our way out.
1: Yeah, we that did. was really
0: fun. That was a cool. Fun time.
1: <laughs> it was a fun time. It's always good seeing people. Uh, running in we ran into people after both games and just you know whether it's an event or an escape room if you see us out there come say hi we enjoy talking to you guys and we can geek out on escape rooms all day I think we s- stayed about an hour afterwards just talking in the freezing cold
0: yeah right <laughs> Until we all finally realized like hey cars th- they have heaters
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're smart. Like, I promise. like we're good
0: at escape rooms, but for some reason that was a concept that was like, nope, doesn't exist.
1: I mean, it's a testament to how hard the game is. I guess it took all of our brain power. So
0: a little bit. Yeah. I was pretty, I was running. I was running a little bit.
1: <laughs> all right, Beth. On the theme of stories, we are now heading into a game where I'm going to read a story from your list of escape rooms. Nice. And you have to tell me. Which room it is.
0: Okay. Okay. I can do this. I used to do this in my sleep. I used to do this a lot. I really, (laughs) I I watch, I'm going to be saying all the stuff and be like, I'm so good at this and I'm not going to get any of them. (laughs) I just set myself up for disaster.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you can get two points. If you can tell me the name of the room and the company. Okay. Okay. But you have to tell me the exact name of the room. All right, here's your story. Okay. An emergent disease dubbed the illness has launched the world into chaos. In order to increase your chances of survival, you joined an elite team of looters. You heard rumors of a big score and followed them to the warehouse deep inside Scavenger City. Come find out what it really means to survive. What game oh is that? My god.
0: That is, oh my god! <laughs> Hold on, it's 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 the one in Westminster. I think it's King's Eye. Okay, is It's is it King, King's Eye. That is, the company
1: is correct. It's King's Eye Escape? Okay.
0: Is it? It's like Loot Wars or something like that, or like Loot War.
1: You know, loot this war. is this is funny. So, I I thought it was called Loot Wars until no, I decided to. There this until i decided to prep for this game it is not called loot wars
0: no they totally changed it (laughs) hold on
1: we'll have to pull mark hopefully hopefully mark listens to this episode but do you have any final guesses on what the name is
0: war loot
1: (laughs) (laughs) the room's name is called okay the harvest no on the website As of There's the recording way. of this episode, this room is called no. the Harvest.
0: No, I think that's like a like a man- <laughs> Mandela effect. Is that what it's called? The, the, I'm having issues right tele-effect. now. I'm having trust issues right now.
1: <laughs> so I, I brought this in because of that Mandela effect. I also brought this in because I have not played King's Eye. I've heard great things about them from you, from a lot of people in the community. I hope to go play. Oh um,
0: man, I have the best story from that room
1: oh yeah okay
0: i have Would... such a good story from Lu... eh, the harvest
1: that's what it says that's what it says it's okay you can redeem yourself with the final round
0: uh okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right okay this is a short one here we go oh video games claw machines skee ball and more Join oh us at the Blank Arcade, where you have 60 minutes to win tickets and prizes for your best friend, the birthday boy. Oh, my
0: God. It's <laughs> Oh, no. Hold on. It's. Oh, my God. They're making like in Costa Mesa.
1: <laughs> for some reason, you automatically know the location
0: I don't know
1: to... of both rooms. <laughs>
0: Here's the thing, I don't know why I do that I'm like, oh, it's in Temecula And everyone's like, why do you know these
2: things?
0: <laughs> oh my god It's it's not, it's like Unlocked or something
1: Okay, okay I, mean, ag- I
0: know it's Arcade, like I'm pretty sure the title is just Arcade A-
1: Again, you got the name of the company correct It is Unlocked So, it- again, <laughs> it is not called Arcade
0: I get like a half point for knowing
1: the city. Yeah, absolutely. This game is called. Are you ready?
0: No, I'm not. This game
1: this game is called Game On.
0: Oh, it is. It is.
1: At the unlocked arcade. Yes. But it's but it's often referred to as arcade.
0: It's a fun game. It was. Oh my gosh, that game is so much fun.
1: Yeah, I, I have not played this one either. These are two games that I want to play. And in fact, I hope to play them. These are these are games that are hard for me to play because I don't know who to play them with. So, because everyone's already done them. So if you want to be my friend for a day, let me know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no applicants. No, it's
0: a, it's an <laughs> and the email stayed silent. <laughs> no, it's an awesome game. I want to go back and do their Pipeworks game because I have yet to do that one. But I think they're Magician 1, and I really, really like that.
1: Yeah, Pipeworks, I've heard, is on the realm of competitive game, like Battleship, where you're head-to-head, if you want to be.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard, too.
1: Nice. All right, Beth, you did pretty darn good. Uh, uh, I didn't expect you to know the cities, so I'm going to give you some (laughs) bonus points for the cities. Uh, But nice job on identifying the companies. And getting the street names of each of those games correct. <laughs> <laughs> Another one in terms of just like the random topic of <laughs> code names for escape rooms. Do you know the name of the room from Hidden Donkey? Um, it's
0: the uh, it's like sorcery <laughs> world, a uh, sorcery school of wizardry or something like that, or wizardry school right? of sorcery.
2: Right.
1: Exactly. Right. Everyone says something like that it's not it's called the dragon wand
0: mm, No. yes it is yes it it's is. so crazy oh,
1: it's so crazy it's like this word mandela effect on escape rooms that we don't know the names of them oh, but God. the reason it came to mind is because the the pattern of these two games before it but also i saw somebody type in have you played the dragon wand and i was like oh what is that game and then I, real, I, I, I realized, oh, yes, I have. I just had no clue. It was called Dragon Wand for, like, years. So maybe that's going to be a, a running theme is, like, street name of escape rooms.
0: Maybe. I mean, like, I when, I when I was working in escape rooms a lot, I would talk about other escape rooms, but I would refer to them by the company... And then I would be like, oh, it's the one that has this storyline. Because I would always remember the story and always remember the company. Yeah. But, oh, my God, I need to study my title. You need to I study. I your game name.
1: That's okay, Beth. Well, we'll come back to this game on future episodes. I'll even let you be the game master, if you will. And you can <laughs> read me some stories and I can guess and you can put the pressure on me.
0: Good. <laughs> All ben, right, Beth. I've got hard question.
1: <laughs> now you can prepare all the hard questions. So heading into our final segment, we're going to tell some stories, but we have a story from someone other than us. But Beth, before we get there, do you have a story you want to share? Because you mentioned you might have had a story about Loot Wars slash oh, The Harvest.
0: <laughs> loot Wars. <laughs> So confident that it's loot wars. That's the story. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I actually I have a pretty funny story about this one. I was in, or I was invited to go do this room with a few friends, and I think I played with a group of five. And there were two others who haven't really done any escape rooms. They were like just a couple of friends of mine. One of them was visiting from out of town, and. The one visiting from out of town, I didn't know at all. She was friends with my friend who lives here. And she's cool. She's fine. Whatever. Um, None of us knew that this room was going to be, like, slightly scary or spooky. And I'm in this closet type of thing. And I'm, like, just looking in to this little box or where whatever I'm looking into. I don't even remember at this point. And all of a sudden... I hear just like blood-curdling screams right behind me. And keep in mind, I am in a very well-lit room. I don't understand why they're screaming. It was completely silent a second ago. There should be no reason why there's any screams. And all of a sudden, she just shoves me into the closet, shoves me into the wall. And I'm just like crawling out of this closet because I'm like, get me out of here. (laughs) what the hell is happening because all I heard was screaming and then suddenly I was shoved into a wall and so I crawl out and I'm sure that that video is hilarious and I look up and there's nobody there and she's like there was a person there was a person and I'm like what are you talking about and we had two others in the game with us also who, like, were just somewhere else in the game and they were like, what's going on? Like completely missed whatever happened. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, what is going on? And she threw me into a wall. And she just was terrified. I, I don't know what happened. She just saw somebody or saw something or whatever, just started screaming like her head off and it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> and after the game was over, the owner, I keep, oh, I'm, I'm totally blanking on his name. Mark. Mark. It is Mark. It's with the C at the end, right?
1: I cannot confirm or deny that, but.
0: I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know. Mandela Effect, who knows? <laughs> Anyways, um, I was talking with him afterwards, and he ended up showing me the video of how it looked from his point of view, and it's pitiful, It is so, (laughs) oh, my God. It was so sad looking. And it was just like, you can hear her high-pitched scream. And then you just see me disappear. You see me disappear into the closet. And then you see me crawling out on the floor for like a minute. Like, I'm crawling for a while. Yeah. And, like, because I didn't know what to do. And I was so, like, confused. And my body hurts, And I was like... Jesus Christ, like, I don't know why she's so scared. She could really, like, beat somebody up if she needed to, I'm sure.
1: Wait, so so was it supposed to be scary, or was it, like, a phantom scare? That
0: It was, like, I don't think it was meant to be, like, super, super scary, but I think he did come in at some point, like, some sort of actor came in, and I think her scream was like so bad that he was like, "Okay, I think I'm just not going to come anymore. I think they got their fill."
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but it's so funny if if you're gonna bring people into your group for an escape room, like ask if they have experience in, like, I don't know, fighting or something, and then remove them from the group <laughs> because that hurt. <laughs> So bad, like she threw me <laughs> into the wall. I'm surprised there wasn't a hole that was like, oh, my body.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you're okay. I think we've I'm all okay, been okay, but
0: like mentally, no, I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, you're it's st- a great room, you're still all there. I'll have to go play. I want to go play that one. Uh, they have another one called Extraction, and I've heard good things from a lot of people yeah. about King's Eye, so I think. They came about during the pandemic somehow or, or about to. And then and then pandemic happened and then they like decided to successfully hold their breath. So now they're able to give us entertainment, which is super awesome. Um, but again, I'm glad you're okay, Beth, both physically and mentally. You're still there. We need you. We need you.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll post the video to Instagram. We'll see what happens. We'll
1: see if Mark can send it our way. So
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: our listener submitted story is from our good friends at one of the best escape rooms i've ever played hard to argue but rick and ryan at breaking point
2: Uh, Yes,
1: (laughs) this story is from them and our good friend lou jackson who works next door but good friends with them as well and has done quite a bit of assisting in breaking point as well so these three you can actually check them out on the cager express podcast interview show because i have them on i think they're my first guest of season three
0: they are
1: and this story revolves around a very very notorious room called zoe so notorious that the story for zoe i will read to you in five seconds it literally says so you want a real life adventure ready for an adrenaline shot it's time for you to become acquainted with little zoe that is the story of the escape room (laughs) zoe is a horror room zoe can be equated to the girl from the ring the girl from the grudge and basically you're stuck in her dark house and her uncle robert who may be alive or may be dead is coming to kill you. Zoe has been so beaten by the worlds that she doesn't trust you. So she's probably going to kill you too. And there's just chaos that breaks loose throughout the adventure. And it's one of those rooms that you probably should play just to say you did it, but it is not for the faint of heart. And while I played, I was like, why am I doing this? And then after I played, I was like, yeah, I did that. But anyways, this is about Rick and Ryan and Liv who went to play this game. And there is a moment in the game after so many different scary things happen to you where you're trapped in this room and Zoe's calling you. And she's she's calling you to come get something. If you try to go do it all together. You get yelled at and terrorized and you can't so you have to all run back in the room and only one as zoe will tell you only one can do this so they sent their buddy lou lou goes off into the darkness it's one of the scariest parts in the game he's trying to get this object he comes back and he goes guys i got that i got the item i got the item and they're like great where is it And he's like i got the keys and he holds up a pair of keys it's not really a spoiler, but you don't, you're not supposed to get keys in this game. So <laughs> what happened was, is Zoe is, is in real life, is an is an actor, right? It's a game master. And all game masters usually have like a pair of reset keys to like reset the room. Lou went into the room amongst all the scary things happening and people chasing him grabbed real keys off of the belt loop of this actor and brought them back. And it was the wrong item. And every time, every time I hear this story, it's the funniest thing in the world because it's like, it's like breaking the third wall. It's like, you're supposed to get this item for this game, like potentially in the game. And you just actually jacked somebody's keys. Like it could have been their wallet and so like
0: now you try to escape
1: and so like what do you do like if you were the actor and you're supposed to be scaring somebody and you know someone's supposed to take an item from you but they take the wrong item like you have to be so compelled to like not break character right there and be like hey yo man those are my keys (laughs) right (laughs) right like
0: (laughs) how do you even like can you imagine like for those of you who have played Zoe, can you imagine like Zoe walking up to you, like crawling towards you on the floor, and then she's like, Zoe, those are my keys." <laughs> and she's like,
1: okay. Yeah, I mean, and, and you have to be fearless to do this, like to get that close to take somebody's keys from this little ring girl. You have to be so fearless, and and Lou is like if he met Lou, he he's probably has no fear in his body, but because. <laughs> I I was terrified in terms of even getting close to Zoe. You don't want to get close enough to get to somebody's belt loop. Uh, There's so many unanswered questions that I have for them. So maybe we can get them on the show sometime and we can get into more detail about how this all happened. But yeah, that's one of the funniest in-game stories I've ever heard. And every time we're in like a group setting that they'll always tell it for the most part. And it's funny every time. It, like, it doesn't get stale to me. I've heard it probably like four t- four times. But it's hilarious, especially if you play the game because it's like you're taking somebody's keys and it's in the heat of the moment. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait a sec. That's not what we needed. Where did you get that?
0: You're like, why did you get that? How did you... Can you imagine like being Zoe and like walking back and being like, where are my keys? <laughs>
1: yeah like like we have we have questions for zoe like did you notice that happened <laughs> it's such a scary game and it's gone up and down in value in terms of different owners running the place and different ways they execute it but at the height of its zoe it's terrifying it's one of the only escape rooms where i said is this really an escape room or did i just sign away my life because i was that scared I think we all have a Zoe story. So, so go play it. Go get a story of your own and try not to pee your pants.
0: Or don't try to fall.
1: <laughs> don't try to fall. Don't steal anyone's keys.
0: Don't flip. <laughs> also, don't run into the, the game master's control room because you're freaking out. Don't do that either. I yep. totally didn't do that.
1: There we go. There we go. <laughs> so, guys, we want all sorts of stories coming our way. Uh, we have great things coming up for the show. But remember, you can submit your stories to us on Instagram, on Facebook, via email. You can submit questions in the near, near future. A lot of great things ahead. And we are just excited for everything. So if you see us out at different events coming up, be sure to say hi. And thank you so much for listening to our show.
0: Hey, you know what time it is?
1: Beth, wait, I need more time. Don't say it.
0: No, break time is just about over.
1: But Beth, what if they want more?
0: Well, they can tune in to next episode.
1: Next episode?
0: Yes, next episode. There's so much more to come.
1: Well, what can they do between now and then?
0: Well, they can like us on Instagram.
1: Share this episode? Oh, yes. Venmo you 20 bucks?
0: I mean, if they want to, and if they do want to, it is at Beth underscore Dival.
1: Awesome. Guys, we'll see you next time. (laughs) And remember, if you need to get away and your day seems too long, don't be shy to take your next escape break.